Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name's Brian. I'm a fellow small church pastor, and I'm joined by my favorite people that happen to be in this room. I'm joined by my brothers in arms, Reverend Colby Schartzer. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good, good, man. And Joey, what's up with you? I'm blessed. He's blessed. I'm blessed. blessed. I know you're blessed, man. We're blessed to be around you, man, for sure. So, guys, on today's episode, we're coming to you with a special double-header episode. Two for two, baby. Two Two for two. two. (laughs) On two, two, two. So, there's a lot of two, twos. We We thought about this since today is February 22nd. We thought about maybe... We should probably wait until 2022 so we could release it on 22222, and it would be very cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, the thought of tutus with y'all guys, so not a good image here. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's terrible. We did not discuss that before we We started recording. Oh, excuse me, I have to go vomit now. So what are we talking about on today's episode, guys? We're talking about Easter. Easter. And so the reason that we're coming to you so early for this double header here is because Easter is right around the corner. And so today we're going to start a new series, a new three-part series, where we're going to hopefully help you maximize Easter this year as much as possible. So guys, when you think about Easter, tell me what's the first thoughts that come to mind. I hope we have it this year. And it's not... Amen. We can be in the building together. That's my hope. Yeah, that was weird last year, man. First time in ministry to not be in the building for Easter. It was so weird. And these things that we're going to talk about today, I had for the first time everything lined up early, <laughs> ready to go, and, and they all oh. went to the trash. Listen, don't don't work people up about saying that they shouldn't get everything ready because what if it falls through? Don't do that. No, you got to prepare <laughs> for it. You got to be ready. Yeah. It's, well, and, it's really sucked. For it was the same thing for me too. And we learned some things from last year. We're going to talk yes. about this year to help us avoid that. So at least it ain't wasted money. Well, let's go ahead and jump on in, man. Talking about things we've learned. For starters, just explain to us, Joey, what is this that we're talking about? This Easter strategy growth wave. What is it we're talking about? Explain that. And we're talking about riding the wave. And so with the wave, you have the build up for the wave, you have the peak of the wave, and then you got the backside of the wave. And so we're going to talk about through three podcasts, those three things and how to maximize that to your benefit and to the health of your church. And for those of you that are listening and you're visual learners, I know we've got a lot of visual learners out there. If you'll go to your Facebook app and you'll open it up and go search Small Church Leadership and find our page, we're actually releasing a graphic today that will show you what this looks like visually. So you'll be able to download that graphic or save it to your phone or share it with your team, and you'll be able to see what this wave looks like with the front side, the crest or the top of the wave, and then the downside. So, Joey, what's what's the front side of the wave? The front side wave is how we're going to get people in the building on Easter Sunday. What's okay. the method? What's the strategy that we're going to use uh, to let people know we're having a service and how they can get there and how they can be a part? Okay. Now, what would the backside of the wave be? It would be those people that we got in the building that day, how to get them uh, to become part of who we are. Okay. And so, Colby, I'm just going to throw you up a softball. All what right. would the wave be then? What would the peak of the wave the be? The peak of the wave is Easter Sunday. Whoa. Okay, so that's it. So there are three parts to this. And over this week and the next two, we're going to be doing a three-week series, and we're going to break it down. So this particular episode, we're talking about the first part of the wave. So, Joey, do you want to break down, like, what does that consist of? What is it just like the day before, or what's the front end of the wave? Well, we go four weeks out. 
And so we got something happening starting four weeks out, four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, one week right before it. Uh, and all of those build up to get people to invite and bring their friends or let people in the community know so that they can come uh, to the Easter service that we're having. Yeah, so, and just to be clear on the math, guys, when you're thinking, we need you to think 4-1-4. There's four weeks leading up to the big event, one week, which is the actual big event, and four weeks on the backside of that event. And so, Joey, what you're talking about are the four weeks that lead up to the big event. Colby, what are those four Sundays that are leading up to Easter this year? So the first one that uh, that you'll want to be ready for is March 7th, and that's why we came out a little early on this podcast because we wanted to give you an extra week of prep because what you got – what. We are suggesting you do, which we've all done. Uh, we want you to be able to have a little more time to do it. So March 7th is, it's go time. It's, it's go it's, time. It's when you are starting this whole four-week process of getting after it. That starts the week four-week process, but when we're talking about it, it starts. you got to start now. Yeah, actually, yeah, getting yeah. these things. Yeah. If you're listening to this one on the 22nd, tomorrow morning you need to go in the office Absolutely. and get going. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got to get going. Don't don't get paranoid about this. Don't get scared about it. Uh, you know, hey, they're telling me we got to get started now. It's not that difficult to get this stuff going. Uh, it's just we're drawing your attention to it, saying because you know, it's just like everything else. It will show up if you're not ready, and so you've got to be ready yeah, for it. You've got to be ready for it. Think, dates don't sneak up on people. People's inability to plan and prepare for right. those dates or is yeah. what really sneaks up on people. So here, here's the thing. We're, uh, even as I'm talking, we may release this before the 22nd just to give people extra time. <laughs> so if you've already listened to that intro and we've said it's the 22nd, you, we're not lying to you. We're, we're just, that's our plan right we're now. We're time travelers. <laughs> we didn't want anybody to know, but we're going to get in that DeLorean and maybe travel to a different date. But the thing is, you've got to be ready. You've got to be, you, whatever your Easter graphic is, what's the graphic? Whatever the picture is that you're using for Easter. Uh, you know, Easter at your church, whatever that is. You know, for me, it'll be Easter at Forward Church. For Colby, it'll be Easter at the best church in the whole wide world. That's a long domain name, but he uses it. <laughs> so now, uh, you, you talk about graphics, and uh, I can't remember who sent it out last year. Um, but there was an organization that actually sent out free graphic for a church to use. Uh, was it Church Marketing? Yeah, Church Marketing University. Yeah, so they if you go out to their website, sometimes they've got some free stuff that they'll they'll send out to you. And they sent it out last year. Yeah. It was a graphic that we used. Um, if you don't have anybody that uh, is is on your staff or in your church that is good at that stuff, uh, then check out Church Marketing University. Yeah. Not a sponsor yet, right? Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things that you can go out and look at. Maybe they've got last year's and you didn't use last year's, so go ahead and there use last go. year's. Yeah, and if that doesn't work, you can go to like Canva. C-A-N-V-A, canva.com. They have an app you can download on your phone. You can design something yourself there. Very, very user-friendly. You could go to WordSwag. Don't be afraid of graphics. Yeah, don't, when you hear us say graphics, don't be afraid of it. Right, don't be there's afraid. resources. There, yeah. Fiverr. Fiverr is a way you can go. You spend $5 or a little more if you want to. Uh, by the way, this is going to cost money, guys. So just know that it costs money to reach people, okay? And so if you need to take your team and rally them around and just let them listen to this podcast, let them hear us say it. Come on, we'll say it together, guys. One, two, three. It costs Costs money money to to reach reach people, people. okay? We did that on the fly. That was the leading of the Holy Spirit. We weren't ready for that. (laughs) 
So, okay, you've got to have all your stuff ready before we get started on the four weeks out. So the four weeks out that we're talking about are things you do every Sunday leading up to that to help motivate people to get them connected to the invite. To build momentum. To build momentum. There's nothing. Easter is, man, a natural Sunday of momentum. And so we're taking these four weeks ahead of, of Easter to build up to that big event. Now realize... On that first Sunday, which is, what's that date again, Colby? March 7th. March 7th. On March 7th, we're going to unveil a handful of things. So, Joey, what are we doing on that first Sunday, which is, I say first, we need to just, we're on four weeks out. We're going to call it that. What are we doing four weeks out? March 7th, I'm handing out my yard signs. Oh, man, which is really five weeks out because the math is weird. but just <laughs> Yeah, four weeks out, I'm handing out my yard signs, and I'm having available my invite cards. Okay, so what are yard signs? So the the political signs that you've seen. Uh, we Wait, use you want people to put political uh, signs in the yard? <laughs> they, they, you see that in the stakes that people put in or a house for sale or something for sale. Uh, you, it's I do an 18 by 24 sign. Um, and, and, and so they we pass it out so they can go put it in their yard. Uh, there's a couple different ways uh, that you can then help you utilize that even is using Facebook and go, hey, put a picture of you and your yard sign yeah. on Facebook. One thing a friend of ours was shout out to Pastor Tommy Smith and One City Church. One thing they do that I think is awesome is they actually have a place set up in their sanctuary or in their building where they have people line up and take pictures when they give the yard signs out four weeks ahead, which the four is really five weeks ahead, but just work with us here. And one of the reasons they do that is the law of diminishing returns. If you wait for people to get home, they may forget to take a picture or their yard looks like, <laughs> it looks like a jungle. It looks like mine. <laughs> their yard looks like mine. And you know, you're like, Oh, I don't know about all that. So they have like this really cool thing. And uh, that might be something that you want to do, man, make it fun, make it exciting. So your yard sign, what all do you put on your yard sign, Joey? Uh, you put your uh, your logo, your your denominational logo. I mean, all the graphics. Your, <laughs> if you're a Pentecostal church, like fire, and then I want to reach the world, so I get the world on there, and then my date, and then my graphic, your phone Easter, number, fax phone number, number, fax number, yeah, email address. Can can we just say keep it simple, stupid? <laughs> I, and I, and I'm, I, you see those, and it's a jumbled mess. And people can't pick up that Bro, much. People are driving by, man, 45 yeah. miles an hour. They're driving by, man. Even if it's in a residential in 25. Dude, if it's, a, if it's my up. area, my neighborhood, they're not 25. They're, not doing, 25. they're doing 65 <laughs> in mine. But. Yeah, they can't pick up that much information. Yeah. So put the information they need to be able to see your graphic, yes. Easter. And then last year I had the dates on mine. Well, guess what? I had to throw them out. Because. I lost all that money. Right. Because now it's the wrong date. And here's a good thing about not putting a date on it. We've been talking about this uh, a handful of times before. If you do three Easter's, and hopefully you'll be at your church long enough to do three Easter's, right? And, and, and pastor, if you're listening to and you're like, I don't know if I want three more Easter's at that at this place, trust me, we feel you. These other guys aren't going to say it because they're people listening to this podcast. But oh, nobody, no, feel from, it. nobody from my church listen to this podcast, so we get you. But think about it this way. If you do three Easter's and you have three separate graphics that don't have a date on them, you can use those for six years. So you save money in the long run because you can just, you know, use one this year and one a different one next year and then a different one the year after that and start them all over again. So what do they want on it? So what what you're going to want is the least amount of information as possible. Guys, this is the same as your invite cards. You don't want people to know your blood type and your social security number and all that on your invite cards. You want it to say, we, you're invited to Easter at this church 
here's the website. Now, maybe you don't have a good website. we got to work on that, okay? People are checking your website out, but push them to your social media if that's the case. Now, if your social media is facebook.com, first church of Help me out. First church of long words and things like that, then it's, it's, they just can't get that when they're driving by. So maybe you need to kind of think about a way to consolidate that, make that simple and easy for people to catch. But really, man, just put the Easter at this time, this church, and here's where you can go and find more information. So the yard sign is driving them. You got the name of your church. I had driving them, the, driving them while they're driving by. See what you did. Driving them to my uh, Facebook page or my website, which then I have a landing page there. We're, oh no, he said landing page. Now we got to explain that. Okay, we'll explain to a landing page because oh. I'm the old guy in the room, so significantly, significantly older. Significantly yeah. older. So when we're talking about the uh, the landing page, a landing page is like think about if you go to like Best Buy website on Thanksgiving, not, not Thanksgiving, Black Friday after Thanksgiving. They're going to have a specific page that's devoted to just where you land, and that's where the deals are going to be. So that they're trying to make lower the bar so you don't have to shop around to shop around to spend money. And so this is what a landing page is. So your landing page can be something simple, like, you know, it could be preferably you get Easter at your hometown, wherever your church is, like, you know, Easter in Portsmouth. We can't do that because I'm competing with the guy sitting across the table from me because he's got Easter in the same city. So we're looking for Easter at Forward Church. We're the only forward church in our town. If we can get that domain, we can. I'm burping because I'm drinking hot tea in here. You guys see the behind the scenes stuff. So that's a shout out to some of you guys that are listening and waiting for me to say poop. Um, and so <laughs> a landing page is exactly where they go and they find out all they need to know about your Easter event. So it's going to say, welcome to Easter at First Friends Church. The time for we're doing Easter's 1030, sign up here to pre-register your kids. And that's it, as simple as possible. And then after that, you can make it where the landing page will shoot them to your regular website. Um, and it, it can be simple, guys. Like you can make, you can make your landing page as like a something on SurveyMonkey. And the survey is what they fill out, which is like their information. It doesn't have to be complicated, okay? I know we're using terms that oftentimes small church pastors feel overwhelmed and like they don't understand. But it can be easy. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy to do. And the you know, is for the for the website. Make sure it gets out there. Make sure it's clean. Your what your website is clean. If you don't have the specific landing page because you don't have the people to do that stuff, update some pictures. Uh, get the uh, the service times wide open on there. I mean, people can see that and they know exactly what time the service is. Yeah, uh, nobody cares about your women's ministry cookout. Yeah, that shouldn't. They be the want first to know thing service times there. and locations. The, the pictures shouldn't be from 1974. And they um, should also flip side of that, they shouldn't be stock photos either. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like take like hire somebody to come in and take pictures in your church for one find Sunday. You a, find you a 20 year old. Find you a 20 year old. Know how to do that stuff. Hey. So if I don't have a landing page, I can use my front page, my home page. Yes, yes. I just yeah. need to make sure that the first thing that pops up there is the Christmas information. Right, right. Or, or Easter. Easter. Or Easter. Easter information. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And see, the reason Joy said that is we just got out at Christmas, and these principles we're talking about we do for Christmas as well. We do the four weeks out, which is really five weeks out. You do your uh, your yard signs. Here's something else you need to do four weeks out. Don't even look at the camera, uh, the calendar. We're going to go long today. <laughs> Here's something else you need to do four weeks out, which is really five weeks out is you need to have your social media Facebook event up and running. That does a handful of things. But before we talk about the handful of things it does, here's what it is. It's an event that you create from your 
church's Facebook page, like Easter at so and so. By the way, don't be creative. Okay, don't don't call it the holiest day of resurrection and new life is changed. Don't call it that. You know why you shouldn't call it that? Only Christians call Easter that. You know what non-Christian people call Easter? Easter. Easter. So, like, don't don't just stop. How many billboards in your hometown are written in Swahili? None, because nobody in your hometown speaks Swahili unless, unless you're some do. of our international <laughs> audience, which we have people there listening to. Okay, so make it simple, right? Make the event simple. Have, it has all the specifics and all of that, and invite people in your church there, and then have them to invite others to that. It does a handful of things. One of the things is it helps generate momentum. You can create conversations, and I'm so happy and so excited about this. Are you excited? Woohoo! Yard signs are here. Woohoo! Whatever. But also, it helps you to create momentum externally because a lot of people that know your people see that people are excited about going to this event. Yeah. How many times have you clicked on your, your Facebook app and you've seen something that says something like this? Eight people are interested in an event happening around you soon. It happens to me a lot. And I'm like, well, what event are they talking about? And I'll click on the event. Sometimes it's a concert. Sometimes it's a comedy show. Sometimes it's something I don't really care about. But the fact that it's like people that I know know something's going on and FOMO kicks in. FOMO is fear of missing out. And so people, as you get a lot of stuff that's that's going on, a lot of people that are generated interest in that event, then what happens is the people that will have FOMO, it piques their curiosity. Peaks their curiosity. Oh, Lord have mercy. I was trying to give you all my eyes. I was trying to tell you with my eyes. We I'm were still confused by FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. We're glad you we're explained it. Oh, God. I, I, I Significantly was older. <laughs> uh, Google it in a minute. So. I have to, hey, have Joey, to, tell them what FOMO is. Uh. <laughs> I have to get his Encyclopedia Britannica out to see what FOMO is. <clears throat> so that's four weeks out. Let's move on. And, and, and okay. one other thing on social media is uh, challenge your entire church to change their profile picture yes. to the to the, yeah. the the graphic that you have that way everybody has i mean people are going to see your graphics and your friends are going to see that the uh that your picture changed that so and so changed their notifies picture. everybody uh-huh. picture change and everybody loves your picture and thumbs up and all that other stuff and so yeah change that make change your profile picture it's okay it's only for five weeks yeah you can change it back Everybody will get to see your dog hey, later. And sometimes some people are doing so, – yeah, right. Yeah, well, what's a profile picture? I had it on MySpace that time. <laughs> so sometimes some people are also doing frames. Yeah. So for the people that yeah. don't want it – so I've did I've done both in the past. I, I just Googled how to make a Facebook frame, and I found a YouTube video, and it showed me step-by-step step how to do it. And so, like, you can do that. Like, I didn't naturally know how to do all of this stuff, and I, I know I'm significantly younger than you guys are. Um, significantly. Significantly. Um, but, but I didn't naturally know this stuff, so I kind of figured it out and got mad and thought I was going to throw my computer out the window and all that stuff. It's not super complicated, but these are things. We were in a training Joey and I not too long ago with uh, about to drop a name. Are you already pick it up? Ready to go. We were in a training with Bob Franquist from uh, Calvary Church in Miramar, Florida, and he has a church coaching network that's called Church Ninja, and he talks about this as a digital mission trip. And so they just push it as, "Hey, you guys ready to go on a mission trip? That's not going to cost you anything. Awesome." Tonight, here's what we're doing, and they have certain things they do. One of which is changing the profile pictures. So that's four weeks out. Which is really five weeks out. Okay, so now, March seventh. March seventh. So now the next date is going to be three. So March fourteenth. March fourteenth. Joey, what happens on March fourteenth? 
dude, we prepared for this. He's even got the notes over there. Come on. Come on. You've got your notes from where you were there. Folks, we're so sorry about this. So welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast where it's just me and Brian. (laughs) So three weeks out is the invite your peeps time. Invite your peeps. Create some excitement. It's creating excitement. And one of the ways that that can create excitement is really easy is you can buy a, a crap ton of peeps. I got to stop saying stuff like that. We're never going to have people listen to us as long as I say that. A bunch. Buy a bunch of peeps, and you can have them bagged, and then you can also have connected to that bag two, three, four invite cards. And, Joey, they've done this. Now, I'm going to tell you what I want you to say so you don't get (laughs) – Thank you. You literally said you guys have done this. We want your – Oh, God, I forget. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's like, what's older. happening to these youngsters these days? But you had a peeps initiative that you did in the community. And what was your tagline for that? I love the tagline for it. We want our peeps to meet your peeps. Now, see that? It's stupid and cheesy and terrible. Peeps and, are terrible. And peeps are terrible. Yes, my gosh. If you even tell your people when you get up there, guys, I know these are terrible, but I hope that you remember that we're trying to get you to invite your peeps. The thing about it is, like, we remember cheesy. Whether you like it or not, we remember cheesy. And so for all of you out there that got mad when I said only call Easter, Easter at so-and-so, because you want to call it Resurrection Day or whatever it is, now's your chance to be cheesy whenever you're pushing this invite. Because this is for your people. This is for your people, this is, right. isn't normal. Now, now, Joey did something different with the peeps. He, he did it out for the community. But the idea here is to get your people excited about inviting their peeps. Yeah, to be clear, that was an invite card yes. that Joey had. That wasn't the actual peeps. Yeah. That was an invite card. And uh, I want them to start thinking about who God may be putting on their heart to invite, who in their realm of influence, yes. God wants to do something in their life. And so here's the thing, guys. These five weeks out, which... The math is just weird. But when we start this, all the only announcement you're making, listen to me, church, small church leaders, I can, I'm like Santa Claus, okay? I see you when you're sleeping. <laughs> I know when you're awake, okay? I can see what announcements you're making in your church. And I'm telling you, what's that first date, Colby? March 7th. On March 7th, if you start announcing from March 7th until Easter on Sunday morning, anything other than Easter, I can see it when it happens. And like the tooth fairy at night, I'm going to come into your house and I'm pulling your teeth out, okay? <laughs> we don't need competing announcements for Easter. Yeah. We don't need, listen, I don't care how long Sister Susie has been making her annual pie baking competition at her house where they sit on the front porch and drink sweet tea and, and listen to Andy Griffith play the banjo. I don't care. You don't announce that on Sunday, okay? These Sundays that are leading up to Easter, the only announcement you're making is, guys, Easter's four weeks away, three weeks away. Easter's two weeks away. Easter's next week. Are you excited? And you're casting vision. You're going back to why you're doing this. You're helping to ramp up the missional and the outreach intensity of the people that are sitting in the pews that we can be quite honest, guys, tend to forget that our church exists for people that aren't them. And so we need to remember our announcement time is no longer announcement time. We don't do announcement time leading up to Easter. What we do is we promote Easter leading up to Easter. So the four weeks out, which is really five weeks out, you're getting your Facebook event up. You're getting your yard signs ready. The third week out, you're doing some kind of initiative. And that some kind of initiative is like an invite your peeps. You can do that. Maybe you can't afford peeps. Listen, you, it doesn't have to be that, but it has to be something creative and something that generates 
intensity with that. And have a story that illustrates the importance of an invite. Yeah. Now, we're going to get there. We, you, you probably forgot it because we, we planned it earlier. We've got all that. Yeah, so we're two weeks away from <laughs> yeah. that. So <laughs> now here's what you want to do. Two weeks out. Joey, on March Colby, 21st, what's the date? On March 21st. 21st. I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to say that. Prayer cards. Pray, he remembered it. I remember yeah. that. High five. That is awesome. Good stuff. We'll do it again so everybody can hear it. Nobody heard that. Okay. So two weeks out, you're doing prayer cards. Okay. And here, yeah, we need sound effects. <laughs> All right. So you're doing prayer cards. The top five people you're praying with. Joey, tell us a little bit about what prayer cards are and why we're doing this. So I have a postcard that I have printed up. It's got five lines on it and then the image for the thing and my logo. And I go, listen, we you we talked about it last week. We want your peeps here. Uh, who is the top five people that God is putting on your heart that we can target in prayer? Top five non-saved people, non-saved. by the way. We don't want you inviting someone from another church because you think your church has a better show on that Sunday. Well, we're, our youth is doing a drama and Ray Bolts is going to be singing. Nobody, no, who, nobody cares. They're already saved. Right. Like we love it. I keep, I'm being harsh right now, but like this is not about getting other Christians in the building. That's not what it's about. That's not what our mission is. Our mission is not to get other Christians in the building. Sorry. I'm a little passionate about that, oh, right? This is decaffeinated too. Right. Can you believe that? Okay, Joey, you're, you're top five cards. Yes. And so who's the top five people that God is putting on your heart for you to personally invite? This guy's such a pastor. He's he got is. me wanting to come down to the altar and repent right now. And, and so we pass them out in, in, as part of the service. Uh, you've been thinking about it for a week now. Let's put your names down on this and let's start praying for them. And what we do is we have them bring them up to the altar. We pray for them in the pew, and then we bring them up to yeah. the altar. And then we have a prayer team that meets on Sunday nights that will be praying over them. Yeah. And we have other people that come in during the week, and we'll be praying yeah. over those names. Now, ne- next week is the specific invite week. And so you tag team these two weeks. Because when you go back next week and you've got the invite cards, you're like, guys, all these people that we've been praying for and you've been praying for this week, this is time to invite them. And if they haven't been praying for them this week, it's time for the Holy Ghost to get on them and convict the heck out of them, right? So there's so, invite <laughs> cards. What they do is they take them and put them in bathrooms and leave them. Yeah, yeah. Tips. Let me tell you. Here's the best oh. thing to do is to leave an invite card and a tract as a tip. But the tract has to be the one that looks like it's a $20. And when you open it, it's like disappointed. You won't be when you get to heaven, right? Like that's, that's because that's how you do witnessing. So we're two weeks out, two weeks out. We're giving our prayer. People are just, we're losing subscribers like crazy. <laughs> you are going to have to kick oh, me off of this show. Stepping on our toes. But just remember, man. I'm the founder of this podcast and I will straight up go green goblin on you. If you, I will like, <laughs> I will straight up Willem Defoe you. After all, I've sacrificed. Okay. Sorry. So two weeks out, we're doing the prayer card, and these are the top five people we're praying for. Here's the thing, guys. I'm kind of jazzy, jazzed up and all that stuff and crazy normally, but this is this is the separation between a business marketing tool and us remembering that we're making disciples. So that's two weeks out when you're doing that prayer card and you're praying with people and you're praying over people. Make this a holy moment in your church services. Like these, God's not going to show up just because you've got a, a cute Easter at whatever landing page, God's going to show up because we've been praying to meet, reach his lost children. So that week goes out. Then the next week, which is what, Colby? Uh, it'd be March 28th. March 28th is the week before Easter. And this is when people come in, and you can do it in a multitude of ways, but what matters is they get at least five invite cards. Now, by the way, since we're speaking of invite cards and printable material, if you go to gotprint.com, 
you can get some really, really good deals on buying this stuff in bulk. Um, one thing we've done is we keep top five praying for you cards, and all they have is our generic logo. So we can use them because we do this for every for wave every event. event. Yeah. So we, I don't have to have special ones for Easter or special ones for Christmas. I just have – because I also don't want people to associate in forward church that we only pray for people that we want to come to church. So sometimes, other times throughout the year, I'll put, guys, man, we don't have anything going on. But you know what? The people that are in your life have stuff going on. And we, we've we got the prayer cards out. And that's just a thing I try to do to kind of help because I'm super spiritual and the best leader in the world. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> but it's like Joey. I finally got him back on the discipleship system. Well, I don't have a discipleship system. Yeah, I have a spiritual crazy. growth system. So uh, the week of is the invite time. So you want him to have five cards. Here's why you want him to have five cards. Can anybody guess? Because we prayed for five people. We prayed for five people. We want them to do more than just invite one person, okay? And so you have those invite cards out. Um, so some people will put five cards in like a little Ziploc bag, and they'll have ushers handing them to people on the way in. Not sure how that works in a COVID era. Some people might be a little leery of that. What we've traditionally done is we've had five cards set in every seat. So you either are going to sit on them or you're going to kick them on the floor, but you're going to have to see those cards at some point. Then at the... At the specified offering time, not offering time, the specified announcement time, we go out and we, we guys, you saw there were cards in your seat on the way in. Man, get, the, get those cards and hold them up. We're going to pray over those and pray that those five cards that go to those five people we've been praying for, when you give them to this week, that their lives are going to be changed. And some other stuff that we do, Joey, is what? Well, I, I want to go back to the invite cards. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposed to, I was joking about putting them in the bathroom, leaving them as tips. They're supposed to take those and make personal invites. Yeah, yeah, them, yeah. Not yeah. just leave them somewhere for somebody. Yeah. This is somebody I'm personally right. inviting. Come to church with me. Because people rather come to church with a friend than a friendly church. There we go. That's I love that, baby. I love it. Now, look, maybe you're listening you're, like, super introverted. Or maybe you're just listening you don't like people and you don't have friends. Colby, um, <laughs> I got I got one friend, my dog. She uh, loves me. She invited her to church. I got right? a couple. I got a couple. So uh, that's cool. Man. We've been praying me. for you that you would have. Just some. not with me right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Don't worry. We've been talking about that all day while you've been gone. So, uh, in, if you're introverted and man, leave it in your thing as a tip, but leave a tip with it. A big one. A big, big one. one. Yeah. Now I always tell Extra. my people. Yeah. I always tell my people if you're a bad tipper. Leave the church next door's card, but if you're gonna a good tipper, you leave our you leave our card. I, I have a handful of Brian's yes. cards that I keep at my church. I say, listen, if you don't give a bad tip, leave this leave, card. Leave his church. Yeah, that's what we do too. That makes sense. sense. We're just a mile down the road. That's yeah. what we do. We've noticed on Sunday mornings that there are bags that are lit on fire and left outside our, our building. I don't know. But so, so one of the things that we did was we had those cards. We handed them out to people and. uh after service, you know, going through, making sure all the lights are turned off and everything, I go in the bathroom and somebody threw their cards on a, on on the mantle or a uh, shelf thing in the bathroom. Uh, Pastor, it's going to happen. You're going to give those cards to somebody. They're going to be like, "I'm not inviting anybody." Or, I'm mean. And okay, so you take their five. Yeah, that person doesn't need to invite anybody other than Jesus into their heart. Right. So and and again, you maybe know, want them to stay home on Easter. We are talking. We are talking about that's inviting a church people. Greeter, we're, we're talking about getting more people in. You know, that's that's what we're talking about. But the bottom line, the the, the whole reason we're doing this is because we want to get people saved. 
And, and so that has to be your message about these invite cards. This is not about getting butts in seats. This is about getting souls in heaven. Yes. And so that has to be that has to be the message. Amen. And so figure out how you're gonna how you're going to communicate that to your people. Uh, if it's not five, if 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 you're a small, real small church, and start three, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But don't not do anything and just hope that people, because you got to give people the tools in order to invite. Yeah. If you don't give them the tools, they're just not, well, I'm not comfortable asking mm-hmm. people, okay, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to give you this card. It has all the information on there. All you got to do is go up to somebody and say, God bless you. I want you to come to church with me. Yeah. And that's it. We'll take care of the rest. And the way to communicate the importance of that is stories. Stories. And, yeah, real and, life stories. Yeah. And even better if they're personal stories. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, this happened at a church all the way across the country. It's another thing to say this happened right here in our lives. So, yeah, and I have a personal story about the invite that uh, I can go up and say uh, we we have a friend of the family who was the uh, national men's ministry director, went all over the world teaching men about Christ and how to reach people, uh, planted churches, uh, was was leading one of the biggest churches in our denomination at one time. Uh, and this person come to Christ because my dad met the gas station attendant and invited him to church. And on that night he come, he got saved. And look at all the people <laughs> all over the world that was impacted from one invite. That's Your it. invite can impact more than that one person. That's it. And so stories really do move us. Like, I mean... I freaking cried at the end of Monsters, Inc., right? Like, I mean, (laughs) it's a story. It's a cartoon story, right? Right. Like, stories move us. And, you know, that's why I think about, like, St. Jude. When St. Jude needs money, they put a bald-headed kid with cancer on the TV screen. Yep. And then by the end of that commercial, she's not bald anymore, is she? Mm. She's got her hair growing out, and she's playing on a on a playground. Because and then gave. they'll come out and say, "Because people like you," and yep. they personalize that story, and they make they they know what they're and it's not manipulation; it's understanding that stories move people. And so, man, the way that you push invitation is make sure that you have stories. Now, listen, pastor, or whomever it is that you have talking on the stage. If that person doesn't have regular stories of I was talking with this particular person just this week and I invited them to our church, then brother, sister, we can do better. Amen? Yeah. We we don't need to expect people to invite people if we're not inviting people. And we need to celebrate the stories, even the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Guys, man, I was I wanted to t- share with Jesus. I wanted to share Jesus with somebody the other day. And to be honest with you, I just got scared and I didn't do it. And Oh, y'all pray for me and let's make sure we don't do that again. Like we, we've got to be personal and, and honest and real with that stuff. So what's the goal? What's the purpose? What's, what am I trying to accomplish with this front wave? That's a great question. And here's what I think we're going to do with that question. We're going to answer that question at the beginning of our, at the beginning of our very next episode. No, we're not going to do that because that would be a whole week. People be like, what's the goal? The really the goal is, and this is just a picture goal, but the goal is to double in attendance on the day of the event. So, to do to make math really easy, if you have 15 people, you want to double to 30 attenders, because on the backside we're going to give some tips and strategies and techniques to try to preserve at around how many percent, Joey? About 30 percent. And that's if you do it work great. If you work really hard. If you work really hard, you'll you'll keep about 30 percent of people. Okay. The majority of people aren't going to see 30 percent of people, but if you keep 10 percent of the people that show up. 
event after event after event, you're growing and you're reaching people. But the point is it takes effort and intentionality. Yes. And you to can't. It's not going to happen by accident. And so don't, don't hear us say, because this is small church leadership, and like, well, I thought it wasn't about numbers. It's not about numbers. This is about souls. But the, at the end of the day, we're called to be a missionary movement. And if our churches aren't regularly seeing new people in the doors and getting saved, we're not fulfilling the call of our mission. And we'll st- we're all going to stand before Jesus one day. Like we, we talk about the story of what did you do with your talents? And Jesus gave one five and one three and one one. And, and we're like, what would you do with your talents? Well, check this out, guys. The one who was scared to do anything with it and took it and buried it. What did Jesus, what did the master call that one? And a wicked and unfaithful servant. And I'm fearful that we, we have many church leaders and many pastors that one day will stand before Jesus and he'll say, you wicked and unfaithful servant. And I know that might be harsh, and maybe that's Prophet Brian speaking, the doomsday prophet. But my, our encouragement, my hope here, is that we realize and we make a resolution that this is not going to be who we are any longer. We're going to, man, we're going to swing whatever bat we've got, and we're going to hope that we can make some connections and if you do these things we did, we're, we've told you today, we guarantee your church is going to grow. Also, you have to send us an offering, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So if you did the math and, and using the numbers that Brian just did, the, you know, if you have 15, 15 attenders, to 30. and then the, the goal is to double, that's, that's 30. Well, if you have 15 attenders and they each invite five, that's 75 people that should be in your building. So... The, go, the the greatest thing ever would be that all five people, that all 15 people invited showed up. Uh, but the goal is we just want to double. Yeah. We just want to double. So we, you know, and, and it is about souls. And, and I, you know, it's it's got to be a burden on our hearts that there are people dying and going to hell. Yeah. And that's the bottom line of what this is about. It's, yeah, it is about getting people into the building because they're going to hear the gospel yeah. The greatest that's news not ever. That's not it's sinful not. to want to get people in the building. Right. It's not. Now, if that becomes your, your idol, then it is. Then that's something but, different, right. But it, and then you need to is. listen to the pastor's mental health or spiritual right. health go back to, series we go did. Go back to the first series we did. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the, the idea here is to, uh, f- to get people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And, uh, think, and think about our it hearts this have way. to break that people are dying and going to hell yeah, every day. I'm being convicted just listening to this. I want you guys to think about it this way. In your city, there are more advertisements for McDonald's than there are for every church combined. Just put that just put that into perspective. Now, Joey, you're in a different city than we are, so I don't know about your city. Yours is way worse than ours, though. But, like, in our city, there are more advertisements for fast food than there are for churches. So here's my question, church leaders, as we end this very long marathon episode. Is the product that you have to offer on Sunday morning worth more or less than a double cheeseburger? Pause for intentionality right there. That's it. I was just over there going, ouch. Listen. Mic drop. Listen, listen. We we can do it. I'm t- I can promise you guys. When, when I got into Forward Church, there were about... 20 people there and we freaking blew the top off of that place just by doing simple stuff like this. Now we lost a lot of people through over the years because I wasn't good at closing the back door at doing the stuff we're going to talk about on the backside, but I've learned how to work hard on the backside and I've learned how to get some stuff done on the backside that we're going to talk about two episodes from now. So, uh, man, this has been the small church leadership podcast. I'm not even gonna let these other guys talk anymore.
uh, as we're landing the plane down here, guys, we appreciate it if you go and you give us a review, an honest review, wherever you're getting podcasts from. And hopefully, man, you can go and like our Facebook page and get connected with us that way, uh, man. And also, again, we're putting the graphic for the wave on our Facebook page, so you can go and you can check it out there at Small Church Leadership on Facebook. Did that sound good enough? Okay. So, guys, I'm about to burp. Somebody else want to talk? Nope, I'll do it. So, guys, Joey's giving me the land the plane thing. If I don't go ahead and land it soon, we're going to run out of gas and it's going to land. So, guys, thanks for listening to the Small Church Podcast, podcast where we are hopefully and prayerfully helping the small church fulfill the big mission. We look forward to seeing you next time when we gather together. We're going to be talking about what Easter looks like. We're going to be talking about the top of that wave, the big day. So we'll see you then, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.